0: Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. I am Jeremy and I am with Joe.
1: Yes, hello,
0: it's me. And today we are going to be talking about food cultures and not like bacterial cultures, but like cultures surrounding food in our countries.
1: Yeah, and we won't even mention
0: abortion. (laughs) I thought we weren't going to mention that we weren't going to mention abortion
1: no i disagreed with that one remember oh,
0: that's
1: right. yeah it was it was folly of me to think that uh think that we could have an episode about food culture and abortion <laughs> i take full responsibility for that that was that was my misguided ambition
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm still laughing about that that was funny um yeah so we joe and i were talking and he had mentioned that waffles and pancakes are for like kids' birthday parties. And I found that hysterical because that's a breakfast food.
1: It's so insane to me. Like like, whenever I see like TV stuff from like you guys, which is all the TV stuff, admittedly, there's always like, like in Parks and Rec, Leslie, Nope, and Ron Swanson, they bond over their shared love of breakfast food. But whenever they talk about it, they talk about waffles and pancakes which is insane those are desserts <laughs> They're literally literally you get that on like kids birthday parties that's when you make waffles and also like christians when they try to recruit people to join their religion right
0: yeah
1: they'll be like like that's a famous norwegian church thing that's all over the world it's like one of the missionary things um well famous and famous we know about it mm-hmm. um it's uh the 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 seamen's church. Oh, that, that translates so badly. That translates so badly. <laughs> uh, Come again. The Sa- the Sa- <laughs> oh, you, the sailors' church. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the sailors' church is like a church for people across, like Christians who are in Vietnam or whatever. Vietnam's okay. mean, Christian country too, though. Uh yeah, yeah. Whoever. Like whenever Norwegian Christians are abroad. I learned this from my confirmation because I had a Christian confirmation, despite not even believing in Santa Claus as a child. Um, I'm getting way off topic already. (laughs) The whole point is that this church, they are famous for their waffles. They make really good waffles.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: it's like a recruitment tool. Like, come taste our delicious treats. Like, it's it's not a breakfast. It's like... Oh, so um, it's
0: it's more like a bake sale.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like coffee. You offer someone coffee and cake as a guest.
0: Yeah, that's that's so different. I mean, we have we have frozen waffles in our freezer, which, admittedly, we don't we don't give the kids every day. We we let them have it once a week. Um, your your waffles also look like squares, don't they? They have little squares in them. It's it's like uh,
1: I think I think all waffles have to have that by law.
0: <laughs> to be a waffle, I think they do. We yeah. had a, a waffle machine. In college, that did like the inverted squares. So there was like an impression, like there was a square shape, and then there was like a peg, like a square peg that would stick up in the middle of that impression. That, I, but it was still, it was still a network of like squares. Do you know? Oh, what I oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that we have, we have waffles like that. Um, my ex girlfriend was from like one of the one from England. She. She reacted to our waffles, which made me think our waffles are different from other people's waffles. (laughs) Our waffles are shaped in a circle, but it's segmented into five hearts. So you know know how the the bottom of a heart shape is like a pointy bit. All those five points go to the middle. And then there's five segments of waffle hearts uh, that you can tear off. And they all have like little inverted and exverted squares on them. I'm making up words as I go along. Um,
0: so, kind of like it's, it's like a doily or something, like it's bumpy around the edge. Yeah, maybe,
1: uh, you know, I'll send, a, send you a picture. Okay. Okay. If mm. I so Google waffle. Yeah, yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. Easy, PC, lemon squeezy. I, I don't know if you'll get this i'm talking to the to the the not the viewers but the listeners listener uh, hey listen buddy if you want to google norwegian waffles just google waffle v-a-f-f-e-l
0: oh i see it's it literally is like five hearts kind yeah. of yeah together at the seams yeah now it's and is that like the norwegian shape or do you have a whole bunch of different shapes
1: now, we, 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 like, you can probably find a waffle iron that has like a funny shape on it or something like that, right? Like a Darth Vader head or something. But this is the shape. This is how you expect waffles to look. If they don't look like this, you, you're not comfortable
0: around them. <laughs> yeah, They're not <laughs> That is a very serious demand for what, what you considered a dessert.
1: <laughs> well, they have to be little hearts that you can tear apart because waffles are meant to be shared, Right.
0: No, waffles are meant to be eaten. Yeah, but you know it's not know, a Kit Kat bar. It is, it is, it is. It's a
1: <laughs> nice fluffy Kit Kat bar. It's like soft. I like to make them a little crunchy because I think those are the best waffles. But uh, yeah, they're definitely for sharing. Sharing is caring. Okay, so tell me, if, what, are, COVID, what are if COVID has taught us anything, it's that sharing is caring.
0: Not my waffles, man. I'll, I'll make them I'll make the other person a different waffle but I want my waffle well
1: that makes you worse than Hitler
0: that pro- I mean that and the other thing
1: oh definitely. we can't even talk about the other thing oh my god, god. between Jesus the Christ.
0: two maybe I, I'll mm. take that
1: yeah like we're yeah, not, going back. Than we're than not going back to Nuremberg we're just not welcome there anymore
0: you know maybe we we're, weren't going to discuss abortion but we're not going to discuss Nazis again either
1: Okay, well, you know, you didn't say this before the podcast, so I feel a little, little blindsided, I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: That's my bad. <laughs> so yes, it is. let me know. What do you what are what are breakfast foods in Norway?
1: Okay. Norwegian breakfast food um is the most traditional one, the one that literally everyone has, is uh white cheese on bread. Okay. So, yeah, you
0: know, uh, so like Swiss, because you sent me a picture of Swiss cheese on top of bread,
1: you unbelievable bastard. Okay, that's, this is the last episode of the podcast, as far as I'm concerned. This is not Swiss cheese, this is Norwegian cheese. This
0: is Jalsbag.
1: Jalsbag is one of the most popular cheeses in the world, according to us,
0: <laughs> which in America is marketed as Swiss cheese.
1: <laughs> that's infuriating to me. I mean it has holes in it it looks like swiss cheese I'll grant you that but this is much milder in taste it is much nicer in everything and uh, I will not accept any arguments from the swiss on this issue Jalsberg is a perfect cheese it's fantastic okay I demand that you google Jalsberg right this moment
0: you you'll have to you'll have to Type it out for me so I can copy and paste it in my browser. Oh, so
1: you Racist mother... Okay, yeah.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, so far we have bread and cheese. Which is like a, hob- a meal for the, the, that Bilbo ate when he was out on the trail.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is our breakfast. Uh, and milk. Always a glass of milk. You okay. have to have a glass of milk with your breakfast. And usually people will have a spoon of Tron and sonosol as well. Especially in the winter, because you needed
0: them. So what are those?
1: Okay, so sonosol is like the reward for drinking Tron, you know? Good God, my English is uh, messing up with these words. Uh, <laughs> the word for, like, yeah, it's, it's like C vitamin in a very orangey flavor. It's like very fruity, right? Yeah, because uh, it's it's yeah it's uh, it's nice. It's something to get the taste out of of tran out of your face, um, and uh, tran is uh, the oil pressed from the liver of cod, like the fish, not the game.
0: Ooh. Interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's really really rich in omega three. So um, it's like a cultural thing. Uh, we like, Norwegian kids have to have tran. Uh, like there's even like old videos of like the 50s of just like school children lining up to have their spoon of tron in the morning yeah because you need omega 3 if you're going to survive in this dark hellhole we've decided to settle uh, I mean it's bright and beautiful right now and it will be forever until the winter arrives and then it will be dark forever until the summer arrives so that's uh, yeah. if you want to move to Norway that's what you've got in store that's what you've got to expect Uh, So it's kind of important.
0: What? So what if, I mean, do you, do you, can you get like peppers and stuff in the winter? Peppers? Yeah. Like chili? Either chili peppers or jalapenos. Oh yeah. You can get lots of those. Okay. So, so what I, what I eat almost every morning is, Mm -hmm. uh, jalapenos, onions, and mushrooms cut up, and then I just make eggs, but I make, like, spicy eggs, so.
1: That sounds delicious, but I feel terrible for your wife who has to kiss you. Good morning.
0: Well, that's okay. Usually, she's already working by the time I wake up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's because of your breakfast, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know, she was able to pick her start time for job. It it is delicious, and I I do uh, garlic powder and oregano, right after the 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 vegetables are about half cooked and then when the eggs go in i mix a little bit of hot sauce with the eggs and then i cover it in black pepper when i'm done
1: oh for fuck's sake man that's that sounds
0: absolutely delicious it is delicious and oh, you, God. you don't have to eat bread and cheese you can eat that instead
1: yeah, but I mean, like, I, I don't want the secret police to come get me if they see me eating something different for breakfast.
0: So, in America, pancakes and waffles are perfectly acceptable for breakfast. Uh, any type of sausage or bacon is is fine. Um, potato patties, like ash browns. Yeah, what are hash
1: browns? Because I've heard hash browns many times, and I always assume it's piti panna, but it can't possibly be, can it?
0: No, it's it's basically I mean it's kind of like a uh it, it's potato so it's potato oh. that's that's squished into a patty and cooked And then crisped yeah. up, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now. It looks a lot like uh tadig. That's uh sure. tadig is like a it's a Persian rice where you uh hmm. You burn the rice, like yeah, you you,
0: you, you sear the one side or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get like a nice crunchy thing on it, right? Yeah, It looks, it looks exactly like that. It's Holy hell. It looks nice.
0: It it is very. I love hash browns. I think they're delicious. Um, so hash browns are definitely a breakfast food. Uh, any sort of egg omelet type thing, like the eggs that I make are are just, um, uh, what, what do you call them? Oh God. Not over easy. Scrambled. They're just scrambled eggs, but like omelets are are breakfast food. Some sort of like, some bread, they're like breakfast sandwiches, which are usually like a sausage patty with an egg and a slice of cheese on uh, like an English muffin bread. Those are really good. I'm a big fan of breakfast sandwiches. Breakfast food is delicious. That By far, most of the best meals of the day, minus tacos, which you can have tacos for breakfast. So
1: Yeah, I mean, if you make tacos the other day, like you will have tacos for breakfast because you have to.
0: I once woke up early enough to have tacos for breakfast. I spent like an hour and a half preparing my breakfast.
1: Oh, oh no, I just meant like reheating leftovers. I've done that too. (laughs) (laughs) Making fresh tacos for breakfast. That's called dedication,
0: kids. (laughs) So tacos, interestingly enough, I didn't know that Norway was so big on tacos until I met
1: it's weird, man. Tacos is just like it we, we almost consider it to be like our national fucking dish
0: it's weird that's crazy. Is there is there a reason that started like
1: we, no no idea I think no because the thing about Norwegian cuisine is that it's very healthy it's very healthy I mean it'll keep you alive for many years yeah but if you don't like fish or salted meats. <laughs> kind of shit out of luck because <laughs> we don't really do seasoning here like the most seasoning you'll ever find like in traditional Norwegian cooking would be like black pepper and not a lot of it
0: really? Salt.
1: we'll use salt a lot sugar, we're very sparing with sugar you don't use sugar in almost anything That's except desserts but salt, oh we love salt
0: uh, how many spices do you have?
1: me, personally? yeah um, a shelf but I like spices a lot because Dad grew up in Thailand, so like we we had more flavors okay. in our
0: household. What what about like the average? Because we also we have like we also have a full shelf that's just all, you know. Yeah.
1: I think spices. the average Norwegian, uh, without me having any official statistics on this, obviously, yeah. Because podcast name has moved. Uh, the average Norwegian, I would say, they have at least salt. They have pepper, of course. Uh, they'll have cinnamon, because uh, we use that for some stuff, uh, like uh, baking. Uh, they'll have sugar, of course, because, you know, you, you got to have sugar. And uh, they'll have a grill kruder which uh, I cannot for the life of me translate it. Uh, it'll become like directly translated. It'll be barbecue spices. But it is, it's like 50% sugar, 50%, no, no, no God, no. 50% salt and then 50% some other spices that make the mix kind of orange with black dots in it. Okay. It's something you, it's, it's like a powder you shake over like fries or grilled meats.
0: So it's, it's kind of like a catch all spice to use for everything.
1: Yeah, it basically is. Uh, And it's insanely popular in Norway. Like, you'll find it in almost every kind of fucking uh, eating establishment, except for, like, fancy Italian ones, because they'll only have salt and pepper for some stupid reason.
0: My my Uh, kids got obsessed with uh, seasoned salt and oregano, and I put that on, like, their noodles all the time. And, And a lot of the, if I make pork or something for them, I usually put at least oregano down, if not both, because they're so used to the taste. I really appreciate it
1: oregano is great though
0: yeah it is yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome um
1: like it makes pizza taste like fantastic and and any tomato sauce will be like just improved 100 by it
0: do, do you think do you think that norwegian cooking is bland
1: yeah i don't think so i know for a fact that it is it's very bland okay <laughs> no we we are famous for bland cooking but not bland in the british sense we actually can't take some pride we can't take much pride let me just be clear we cannot take much pride in our cooking <laughs> our cooking is very much just like survivalist kind of food it's weird yeah but I... we're not we're not we don't we don't abhor flavor the way the english seem to
0: yeah, I heard a joke that said something like the English traveled halfway across the world t- and fought wars over spices. It's a shame they never use them.
1: <laughs> it's extremely accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's, it is extremely funny to me that the like a, a lot of the top chefs in the world are like Gordon Ramsay and Jamie Oliver, and like they're all British, but the people they don't they haven't gotten the message
0: maybe they got so famous in their home countries because they were the only ones that knew how to cook.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's probably it. Uh, They got their motivation for cooking from the desperation of trying to escape the uh, sausage roll and the minced meat pie.
0: That's definitely a fair assessment on my yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, you just I remember because I haven't gotten a very good impression of Norwegian cooking based on some of the stories you told me. Like, you told me about lutefisk one time. I was like, that's... Oh, God,
1: yeah. Yeah. Lutefisk, for the people who don't know what what it is, is literally, like, jellified fish. Like, we... The old traditional way of making it is uh, you have some nice fish, you put it in a barrel of fucking loot, which is, like... Hydrochloroxide or something it 's something it 's a chemical used to clean boats it 's extremely toxic. do not eat it uh, and you use it to prepare the food. Put the fish in a barrel of this toxic shit, just dig the barrel down for like two weeks, dig it up later uh, take out the now jellified fish. all the protein's been just evaporated, so it it is literally like a semi transparent yellowy fucking goo that used to be a nice white fish and uh yeah, we uh, serve that. It's just disgusting. It's it completely devoid of protein. It has flavor in the wrong way. It doesn't have texture at all, like, unless you count jelly as a texture, which I guess you could if you're a freak. Uh, and uh, the, I I I maintain that the only reason people make this and it's like a Christmas food, and the only reason people make this according to joe is (laughs) so that they can justify eating all that insanely fatty greasy nasty food like really thick nasty fats to add flavor to this ruined fish uh and uh of course to chug which is like a ridiculously strong alcoholic brew from norway they'll just like yeah you can you can like you can clean like rust with it. It's awful. It's, 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 it will get you under the table in like a shot basically. Uh, and, uh, what's so great about it is that when you've eaten a bunch of fatty Christmas foods, it'll dissolve the fat in your stomach. Or at least that's what the old people say. So they'll, you know, shot this shit after they fill their stomachs with nasty grease so that they will live the night. Uh, and the excuse to sh- eat the nasty grease is just that there's no flavor in the dead, destroyed fish. I honestly think they could just skip the fish bit and just go right to the fucking grease and you know, fuck it.
0: Okay, so this this um sound, this sounds very Norwegian. So like, <laughs> it's almost like we get to eat this thing that's terrible for us, but we're not enjoying it, and that's what makes it okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's like it's not even it's not even unhealthy great. Right? <laughs> like it's 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 the the fish itself is neutral in health. Because, you know, there's no proteins left in it and it's you know, but there's it's still like fish.
0: Man, you guys need cheeseburgers because that
1: we have, we have, them. We have them that's the worst thing. You know, <laughs> we have cheeseburgers. Oh. They are they they're they're popular with the young kids, right? Uh, Lutefisk is not popular with anyone except for hardcore traditionalists and old people (laughs) like anyone who says uh, anyone young who says I actually really like Lutefisk I just immediately go like no you don't you hipster you like to get wasted with
0: your parents in the room (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's an excuse to have the alcohol (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) excuse excuse to sit there and chug while you're feeling the burning in your throat (laughs) unsatisfying feeling of something just being uh, like jellyfied in your stomach by acids and alcohol
0: oh god well you know i i I don't want to beat it up too bad because i actually suspect that in america mayonnaise is a older person food that i think that's a generational food Palette thing because I actually I view mayonnaise as an entire palette like any sort of picnic food will have mayonnaise in it usually you'll have at least one thing if not five you know there's like potato salad and macaroni salad but then you have like tuna fish and stuff and that will always have mayonnaise in it and uh, like Thanksgiving and Christmas meals a lot of the families that I hung around with. Growing up, always had mayonnaise. Like Sarah's family uses a lot of mayonnaise in dishes. I'm and
1: not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of mayonnaise.
0: No, it's gross. It's it's disgusting. It's this <laughs> mayonnaise is. A, I don't know if mayonnaise is a spice. I think mayonnaise is like. <laughs> I, I only use it for tuna. Like if I have a tuna sandwich, I'll I'll put some mayonnaise on the top of that, and I'll put like I'll get lettuce or something, but. I try not to. I try to avoid it at all costs. And I, I, I stand by the fact that, well, it's not a fact. I stand by the idea that ranch is just mayonnaise for salads. I think ranch is disgusting.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is disgusting because it's just this thick, goopy cream. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it might have flavor, but you can still feel the goop. Yes, it's like a phlegm on your tongue after you've eaten it. It's really <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is. It is. The the only one, the only like stuff with mayonnaise in it that I can kind of stomach or ranch, I should say, is uh I don't know if it's a ranch or a mayonnaise, but at Subway, which you know, they're kind of subs, but sub the the, the Subway has Subway has a chip uh chipotle sauce, and I'm pretty sure that's got either mayonnaise or ranch or both in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it works for some sauces. Like, if you have like a like a mayonnaise and sriracha, that makes for a really nice dip for like French fries.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you just got to make sure you to use like about sixty percent or more sriracha, right?
0: Sixty. Okay. I mean, that, that those are the proportions that I would appreciate.
1: Yeah, because
0: <laughs> you know the
1: the mayonnaise and it adds texture to dips that belongs there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but. You still like. It's like you you got to do something
0: about that taste. Have you ever had American ketchup?
1: Uh, mm, I w- I want to say yes, because we have Heinz, and I know from Mad Men that Heinz is a thing in the U.S. But the I is, but... We haven't even had much Heinz. We mostly have like Eden, which is our ketchup. So I'm going Hines to go ahead. Different,
0: uh, they have different formulas for different parts of the world.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, Norway has different formulas for a whole lot of stuff and that. Because we, uh, we can go on, on to that after your thing. It's like our regulations are really fervent.
0: Huh. Well, yeah. So I know, I know Heinz has different formulas for different parts of Europe even. But the American Heinz is kind of sweet. Like I had Heinz when I went to London, and it was it was different. It tasted yep. different. Uh, it, it, but it's it's a little sweeter here, and I, I almost I didn't start using hot sauces on fries until I was in my twenties. But that what you're describing with the sriracha sounds better than what ketchup is. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of ketchup either.
1: Uh, I don't I never not really care for the ketchup. I prefer sriracha to ketchup.
0: I think sriracha. I have a I have a soup that uses hot paprika that's really good. Wow, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a cauliflower soup. Works pretty well. Um, so do you guys? I, I wanted to know: Do you have a uh, Thanksgiving equivalent or like a holiday where every it's like a family meal holiday that isn't Christmas? Hmm.
1: No, no. I guess maybe Easter and seventeenth of May could qualify. It's not a 17th meal day holiday.
0: Independence Day, seventeenth of May.
1: Seventeenth of May is our uh, Independence Day. Okay. Um, that's when we uh, like, regained control of Norway after having been uh, uh like, vassalized by both Sweden and Denmark for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, it's not a meal holiday at all. Like our family, at least, does like a seventeenth of May breakfast with like close friends and and stuff like that, like extended family. Uh, but there's no dinner. Uh, Easter, you might have like an Easter dinner, but I think I think it's just close knit families who do that. It's quite quite rare to do that. But uh, you, you like some people do it. What,
0: what type uh, of meals are are popular on the
1: seventeenth? Um, like confirmation t- type of food. Um, like snitter, uh, like like little um, fancy sandwiches, like with raw salmon on them. Okay. Like uh, scrambled eggs, raw salmon, uh, various forms of like caviar. Not the Russian kind. I mean, you can have Russian caviar too, but it's kind of gross. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, just just general different stuff, right? Like it fans, fancy fancy food on little little pieces of bread. Not
0: automatic to me. I would never. Are. I couldn't imagine having caviar on the Fourth of July. That's, mm. That kind of blows my mind a little. bit. I know you guys are like a you know seventy percent fish because that's what. You-
1: <laughs> it's
0: actually ninety. Ninety? Okay.
1: <laughs> we have very little physical land. We have a actually we have a lot of physical land, but like a percentage. A, ocean. <laughs> we're a very large country, but compare us to our ocean and we're a very small country.
0: Yeah. So But caviar blows my mind. Like that doesn't that's not something I would have guessed because it sounds so formal for mm. Kaviar, everyday, so like big, what's up?
1: Caviar is not that expensive here, though. Like, you you can buy it in just like tubes at the store for breakfast. A lot of people use caviar with white cheese. Okay. Mm. Is this not Swiss cheese, right? This is. No, no, no. The most most common cheese to use in Norway isn't even Jelsberg. Jelsberg is not, like, it's popular, but a lot of young people don't like it so much. I, I didn't like it that much until I moved to England and I didn't care for their cheeses because they were very fatty. Okay. So uh, I found um, this store called Marks & Spencers, which I, I love them. They're great. And uh, they uh, they actually sell Jalsbag, which is where I realized Jalsberg exists outside of Norway. And it made me very proud. <laughs> All
0: right.
1: But uh, most people go for Novega, which is an even milder cheese. It's very, very nice and light. Um, but if if you like cheeses like cheddar and stuff like that, then you probably won't feel that Novega has any flavor whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I I would. All right. So I'm, I I this is surprising to me because Thanksgiving for us is very formal and our independence food is not at all it's all picnic food and stuff you can put on a grill so you can be outside because the fourth of july is a very social holiday and even like in my neighborhood there will be people outside with their grills in front of their houses instead of behind their houses on the front lawn talking to each other and usually someone's sending up fireworks and (laughs) I didn't think fireworks could be used in Parma because all the houses are too close together and like sounding restrictions are, are bigger. But no, people fire off fireworks for pretty much, you know, two to three days before the fourth, all the way to like July 6th or 7th.
1: That is so beautiful to me. Like oh, all that social stuff and like all that too. That is so beautiful. I, I, like, it because... I really like that about American culture is that you guys are very warm and sweet.
0: We can be. We, we we can be. And especially if he goes the further south you go, I think the friendlier people get. Up north, yeah. it, it reminds me a little bit more like how you described Norway because I think it can still be very think, warm. But yeah, um, I think cold
1: temperatures create cold people. I think that's just the way it is.
0: It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I know like Middle Eastern countries are known as being extremely, extremely hospitable. So maybe there's something. Yeah.
1: Like the warmer it gets, the, the the nicer the people get.
0: I mean, perhaps not their governments, but individual people. Are yeah, yeah. I mean, oh.
1: The governments, the, that that's always a coin toss. It's like you can't really, you can't really guess a government based on their, uh, based on their, uh, the hell is it called latitude longitude.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. There's.
1: <laughs> it's like I I'm very proud of the Norwegian government, but you know, we are basically on the same height as the Russian government, and I'm not very happy with them.
0: <laughs> same <Samesies. laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, I have some beef with them. <laughs> yeah. All right, I want to do our ad real quick here. Um, today, Today's episode is brought to you by the Doomsday's Calendar. The Doomsday's calendar is a tearaway 365 365-a-day calendar, which features every plausible end-of-the-world date for 2022 on glossy, high-quality paper. Other non-apocalypse days feature daily helpful prepper facts, like March 22nd. Deeper wells are less susceptible to water contamination. Or April 17th. Jesus can't help you hunt deer, but he can help you hunt salvation. <laughs> The Doomsday's calendar is brought to you by Ballmark. Ballmark, the premier choice for when other shittier card companies drop the ball.
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrific! Oh, I'm so glad that we got to like be sponsored by these people.
0: They're so they're, and they're so nice about it too, you know.
1: They are. They really are. They like they they they're honest, and they they won't apologize for that. But they 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 yeah. Yeah, they won't.
0: yeah they're just in what, what what's in case people you know they'll send you if you sign up for their email list ballmark will send you a email at the beginning of every month telling you what days the world is going to end of that month you
1: and know. that's really great because you always like one, once you join a cult it's always a huge disappointment when the world doesn't end on the like cult leaders date right right and then i mean you're not going to leave the cult So, you know, you're just going to wait for him to try again like 20 years down the line and then you're going to meet up at the same park, right? But that's a lot of months in between where you're just not waiting for any doom.
0: Well, you do know that Ballmark's old uh, company motto or slogan used to be Ballmark, accepting of all cults. Yeah,
1: and you see, that's the thing too. Most people and companies they don't accept cults as others, you know? That's it's true. like in, in the immortal words of Mitt Romney, you know? Cults are people too.
0: I'll spit up coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: So tell, um, me, tell me about these, these Norwegian food regulations because I want to hear about them.
1: Okay, so we have very strict regulations on food. Uh, something I didn't really realize until I uh, lived abroad. Uh, but in, in Norway, for instance, McDonald's uh, it's like the McDonald's in Norway tastes different than McDonald's in other countries. Like, I don't eat McDonald's at all because it makes me like I don't like the flavor, right? Yeah. Uh, uh But my... Uh, My British ex, she loved the chicken nuggets. She was, oh, such a nugget head, right? (laughs) Uh, And when she was here for like a summer, like we were hanging out doing shit, I taught her how to fish and stuff. She went to McDonald's and she said that she loved the nuggets because she didn't feel sick afterwards. Um that 's when I realized you normally feel sick after eating nuggets. you eat nuggets all the time what what do you what do you do right <laughs> and it became like a whole conversation um, but um, yeah now it sounded like I was really judgmental over her food that wasn't it wasn't that kind of conversation. it was a light lighthearted conversation, although secretly I was really judgmental
0: of the food uh, uh, <laughs> you were supportive of her right to enjoy the food.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's not my. It's not my business. Uh, she. Uh, it, it wasn't. It was. If it was affecting her health, uh, it wasn't super apparent, right? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: because you know she was skinny. I can't tell a skinny girl not to eat at McDonald's. <laughs> to preface, I probably wouldn't tell a fat girl not to do. It. You know, that's socially awkward.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I found that just telling people in general dietary advice is a terrible idea. Like,
1: yeah, I remember
0: I told a friend in college that he should, you know, he should drink less energy drinks to look out for his health. Meanwhile, I was like eating like a burger every every meal and stuff, and like it, it's really difficult to because meal like meals are so varied and people all have their little preferences. And yeah. a lot of those things are un- tend to be unhealthy, the things that you like the most. It can be very difficult to be sincerely offer advice without coming across like an asshole, <laughs> like some yeah. hypocritical something. Or a
1: hypocrite, because we all yeah. have our vices when it comes to food. Yeah. Like, I-, I can't tell you what not to eat uh, without you having at least eight things on my list that I should just shut the fuck up immediately about.
0: Exactly,
1: exactly. And, that's-
0: and my friend was mad at me. And I felt bad. I didn't say like I didn't say anything. Like I probably should have like apologized. I didn't, but I felt bad because I was like, you know, he's he probably should be mad at me because why would I bring up Energy Room specifically? After, this, I to, podcast,
1: after this podcast, I want you to call your friend and apologize.
0: We, we don't talk anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, this is why.
0: Uh... <laughs> I, this probably didn't help.
1: <laughs> no. No. So anyway, to the McDonald's thing. McDonald's is different here, right? Because yeah. of those things. But we still get like stuff from abroad. Uh, like We get bread from abroad. I, I worked at McDonald's for three months. Um, I quit in a hissy fit. Uh, because that's a whole other story, honestly. But it's, it, it is a little bit funny. Uh, and um, essentially, it's illegal in Norway to sell a hamburger bread as bread. Because it isn't bread. It has like 120 ingredients. Bread does not. Bread has like four, maybe five ingredients. You know? Yeah. Like water, flour, yeast, and a pinch of salt. Right? Yeah. You might want to put some put some oats in there too, if you want to make the bread a little more full. Sure. Yeah. That's like five ingredients. Um, so um yeah, yeah. So it's it's illegal to sell them as that. So they have to officially be sold as cakes, <laughs> even though they're not particularly sweet. But just because of the amount of ingredients, they have to be sold as cakes. Interesting. Uh, the hamburger bread. It doesn't really make a difference for the selling part, but it makes a huge difference for the people working uh, there and how it works with like advertising and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but as for other things like palm oil, while technically legal in Norway is not found in norwegian products except for one stubborn holdout which is like the seasonal easter eggs from freya right but i think that's it would just cut their margins too much they wouldn't make them if they couldn't put palm oil in them right Uh, but yeah it was a whole controversy because people fucking hate palm oil here
0: well Uh, that that is an educated stance since palm oil industry is destroying massive parts of the rainforest and all that yeah it it sucks ass.
1: We don't like it. Uh, so you can't really find that here. You can find it in the immigrant shops, because usually stuff that's made in Asia will uh, have like palm oil in it. Yeah, makes- uh, but it's very difficult to find it in the, the regular Norwegian food shops, right?: Yeah. And so stuff like uh, like if you get after eight chocolates, you know those? No, okay, it's, it's a really nice chocolate. It's like little sleeves of dark chocolate with like a minty thing inside.
0: Is that similar to what you mailed me? Because you, you sent me a couple of chocolate things for Christmas.
1: Oh, no. I What I sent you is pure milk chocolate from uh, Freya. That is uh, that is the best milk chocolate in the world.
0: It it was very delicious. Like I hadn't had anything that... I, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe clean? Like the taste, the flavor was... The taste was so clean. Oh, right? So...
1: I'm filled with nationalistic pride from hearing you say it, so I won't interrupt you. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> sure, it was it was a very rich, very clean taste, and it, you know, we have expensive chocolate, there's like Dove chocolate and stuff, and Dove's not, mm-hmm. Dove's not like high end, but um, okay, so I'll compare it to a place in Chagrin Falls. So Ch- Chagrin Falls is kind of like a Lottie Da area of Cleveland. A lot of wealthy people live there. Um, It's the second or third wealthiest suburb in Cleveland. Um, And they've got this chocolate shop that's, you know, downtown, one of their like private store things. And, you know, you can pick off a giant wall of chocolates and everything is really expensive and delicious and stuff. But that chocolate, the chocolate you sent was still better than anything I'd ever had there. (laughs) My mom worked in Sugar and Falls, so we used to go to that chocolate shop, like, maybe like once a month, we'd pick out a couple of, th- of things, and uh, that was still a much, I don't want to say much, but it was definitely better. It tasted better.
1: Oh, well, I am very proud, and you have definitely earned yourself more
0: chocolates in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. This is <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I wrote two advertisements for this episode.
1: <laughs> yes. One was like very subtle, though. That was clever, that was sneaky. Thank you. Thank you. That was, uh, you know,
0: made, it makes up because a, f- a few episodes ago we forgot, I, I forgot to do the ad,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we have gotten a lot of angry letters about that.
0: I know, yeah, they're upset, especially can, it, which is weird because they're all time travel letters, so, so we know that time travel is real because we haven't aired the episode yet, so yeah, that's. You know, cool.
1: It'll come there though. Like, it'll happen right around the time of the assassination of Biden.
0: Okay, don't say that. <laughs> oh god! I mean, oh, that our episode just got catalogued by the FBI. This isn't good. Oh,
1: No. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not what you think it is. It 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 uh, it was it was Major Biden who did it.
0: It was a character assassination.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was major major bit him, and he bit him good
0: he 's actually one hundred and fourteen years old in the future when he gets character assassinated
1: yeah he 's no longer president, so it 's okay it 's yeah. okay huh' he 's done with his like eighth term he 's uh, moved on to oh, thank
0: god he bought jimmy carter 's peanut farm <laughs> <laughs> and george w bush 's ranch
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful uh, funeral like uh, uh, kamala harris uh, led the procession um it was a little bit suspicious because she was walking with major and there are some conspiracy theories like yeah oh yeah q and on that was the whole thing was debunked uh the current conspiracy theory in the future is that kamala worked together with major biden to take out uh joe so she could become president and major could become vice president because the laws changed a little bit around 2024 That's uh true. yeah now the official White House dog is actually third in succession.
0: And we learned all this information by the letters from fans who were complaining about us not having an ad. Oh, and
1: they were very informative letters.
0: Retroactively. Yes. It was, it was crazy. I'm surprised that they didn't go through some like time screening, you know?
1: Yeah. It, it, like it, They will change the future, but maybe that's what they're going for. They, they were really not happy about the lack of ad in one of those episodes. This.
0: <laughs> this isn't the darkest timeline because this is the timeline where things get fixed
1: yeah exactly it was the darkest timeline because jeremy forgot the ad uh but luckily you know the good samaritans of the future they 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 fixed it
0: and holy shit you do not want to see the dimension where they did not fix that mistake us not having that ad that that entire dimension is in chaos oh yeah
1: and if you think if you think that it can't have been that important you just haven't understood like the butterfly theory
0: exactly yeah
1: butterfly theory is in short because let's not you know go too much off topic the butterfly theory is that if a butterfly on the other side of the world flaps its wings it can essentially kill the president of the united states in a different way later
0: and in that darkest timeline do you know who the president of the united states is that gets killed i don't know who is Ashton kutcher
1: Oh well, that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, not... that that uh, honestly, it doesn't sound too dark. I had to get rid of him somehow.
0: It's 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 what he did as president that really darkened the timeline.
1: Yeah, I, let's be honest. It's a little bit of what he did on how like on uh, Two and a Half Men as well, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a factor at least.
0: <laughs> was he in? T- oh, he was in Two and a Half. I don't know. I've never seen the show.
1: Uh, me neither. I just know about it from like social media.
0: Um, Charlie Sheen was on to an app
1: then. He was, but he pissed someone off and he was replaced by Ashton Kutcher.
0: Oh, that's right. I did
1: know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, nonsense aside, McDonald's <laughs> is a little different than Norway. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> we have other regulations on food. Like, after it, the chocolates I tried to mention, uh, those chocolates are, um, uh, they get like, they don't have, they normally have palm oil in them when you're sold around. They don't have palm oil in them when you sell them in Norway. So they taste a little different. Coca-Cola in Norway, it tastes a little different. Yeah. Um, cause, um, yeah, like we have very, very strict regulations on what you're allowed to put in food. Uh, and, uh, where it's like allowed to come from and stuff like, like an example from 2016 is uh, Honningscentralen, the Honey the Central, uh, which is, it sounds like a cute shop, but it's actually a governmental body uh, kind of from, from Norway that controls honey. <laughs>
0: there's, there's, wait, there's an entire governmental body for honey?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a governmental body or if it's a private body that is just like a governmental connection, but it is an official thing. You
0: so you, so like we just have the fda which is a single entity
1: uh, we have we, ha- we have little different entities for different foods but we also do have a minister of like agriculture that's in charge of all of it
0: okay all right so anyway go on with the uh,
1: so the honey central right they are in charge of making sure honey is clean um and uh yeah, like it makes a huge difference uh, whether or not you have pure honey, like actual honey made by bees, or some syrupy shit made with sugar. Uh, and uh, it's very easy to get clean honey in Norway. I mean, it'll cost you, but any honey, clean honey, will cost you anywhere in the world. Uh, it's uh, we don't really sell the syrupy shit much, if, if at all. I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming it exists. Uh, and in 2016 some honey from east of Europe I don't remember where could be the Ukraine I don't want to smack them if I'm not sure Uh, some Slavs uh, sent some honey that was not pure honey Uh, and it got through screening a little bit late so that honey was mixed in with all the real honey and to ensure that no fake honey was distributed accidentally to the people and because they couldn't be sure, Honigs of uh like enacted some protocols and destroyed about a hundred thousand tons of honey, leading to a honey shortage in Norway that year uh so that we would not get like fake honey tainting the real batch of honey uh, and you know yeah, 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 it was a regulation thing. they decided to uh burn the whole honey instead of uh letting shit slip through the cracks.
0: Holy crap, okay, so a few questions. <laughs> So they, is is it, do, like, what was the reasoning? Was there an allergy, something? Was it?
1: No, it's just that it's not, it's not clean, right? And like honey is healthy. Honey is quite healthy for you. It's very good to uh, eat honey. Uh, syrup, not so much. Syrup is quite bad for you, right? Like if you're a diabetic, I think you can eat honey. Like if you're a diabetic, check with your doctor before you eat honey. Again, do not trust Joe. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's just fine. Like, it, it, I know for a fact it doesn't fuck your body up. It doesn't even harm your teeth.
0: So was can, a guy, can, you, uh, can you test the differences between honey and, like, not honey? Fake honey?
1: You can. I don't know how, but you can. Uh, I think. Actually, you know, I retract the statement. I don't know if you can. I think you can.
0: Uh, you have to be. I would imagine you could. There's got to be something in not honey that you can isolate or that will change color. Some qualitative analysis you can run.
1: Not honey contains a lot of refined sugar, right? Sure. Uh, while honey uh, is an-, it's, it's an antibiotic. It's antiseptic. You can use it to clean a wound because um, you know, it's, it's really good for you. You can actually brush your teeth with honey safely because it's antibacterial. Yeah. Uh, which is very different from syrup. If you brush your teeth with syrup... You need,
0: the, <laughs> right? yeah,
1: to like Yeah, the bacteria is gonna feed on it, and the sugar is gonna like fucking rot your teeth away. Yeah, um, but honey is not bad, essentially. Uh, well, if you if you if you are younger than a year old, honey will kill you. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 arsenic. It's literally arsenic uh, to uh, a a child that is not a, a full year like quite literally arsenic uh, because the stuff, there's, there's a bacteria in honey uh, that um, is part of, I think it's part of why it's, it's so antibacterial. It's like it's, uh, it's, it's good. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm going to stop telling you what it is, uh, but I can tell you what it does. Uh, when it gets in contact with water, like honey does not contain a lot of water, even though it's viscous and fluid.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and also, actually, I'll stop trying to get off the road when I talk Uh, that bacteria if it comes in contact with water it creates the chemical that is arsenic it it literally becomes arsenic
0: oh it gives infants botulism
1: yeah so it'll it'll kill the baby because the baby's stomach is full of water it'll thin down the honey and it'll create arsenic in the baby but it won't do that in a baby that's older than a year because the stomach acid will be strong enough to kill the bacteria before it turns into arsenic.
0: I I, see. I knew that in like canned foods, if canned foods aren't acidic enough, um, you can get botulism from that. And I don't know what that is. It's, it's a, it's a disease. Um, It's, it's a, it's, it's grown. It's, it grows with a bacteria. And it causes, no, yeah, yeah. like, nausea and vomiting and, like, muscle weakness and stuff.
1: It's, um, bad. it's
0: bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's, it's a foodborne illness. I don't know much more about it than that. I just know that it's bad for you when it appears. I did not know babies could get it, and I've raised two children without that knowledge.
1: Okay. that's. Uh, I'm assuming you probably didn't feed them honey when they were born, so that, that's good. I didn't.
0: <laughs> I didn't. No. 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 I just breastfed, personally. Yeah, that's
1: that's uh <laughs> crazy, but it's uh it kept your kids alive, so who am I to judge? Yeah,
0: um, I mean, you know, seahorses can do it. Male seahorses race. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I we are Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can you can be a seahorse too. No one can tell you not to be a seahorse. It's twenty-one. That's um,
0: right. I'm actually part seahorse. I believe that. I swim around <laughs> in a fish tank all day long.
1: I um, completely believe every single word. It just makes sense to me from what I know about you. Uh, but yeah yeah so they destroyed all the honey uh that wasn't honey and the honey that was
0: a special honey agency do when there's no honey for an entire year did they just disband and take a vacation
1: uh i imagine they panic and uh do a lot of pr to explain why they did wasn't necessary and they try their best to ensure that they get more honey to the country quickly to replace the old honey
0: was was there a backlash against this
1: uh people were pretty pissed but uh everyone understood that okay we don't want not not honey in the store so they were like it it was like a stoic ah fuck it okay we'll deal with it
0: couldn't you sell it to another country for cheaply like cheap enough to cover sending it over there at least and be like does someone else want this honey
1: yeah it would be I, I, i don't know why they didn't do that but i'm guessing because it would be hypocritical and also saying this is not good enough for us so would you like to take our scraps It's probably not a good way to run, like, diplomacy with other countries.
0: (laughs) That's a very good point. (laughs) Uh,
1: I am not going to say I know anything about why they destroyed all the honey, but they did.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's crazy, though. I mean, that's a lot of honey. And and do you guys just get, like, your year shipment of honey and that's it? (laughs)
1: well, I think we get it through the year, right? But they, it comes in large shipments because, you know, it's a coastal nation. Yeah. So we get everything in huge shipments.
0: That's, that's wild. Yeah. Because that does seem like, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just dumb and I don't understand why. But it seems, that seems like an overreaction.
1: It definitely seems like one. And I think it might seem like one because it probably is one. <laughs> but, uh, our regulations are absolutely like uh they are firm they are firm when it comes to food like uh we have some regulations that people are just kind of lax on uh like we have construction regulations and stuff like that too but it gets very very lax you can kind of do whatever the hell you want as long as it doesn't bother people and put yourself at risk um and it really depends on where you live in the country, of course, too. But, like, food regulations, that is always extremely stringent and strict here. Like, yeah. Yeah. You are what you eat.
0: Yeah. and Let me ask you this, because our country is an example of what happens when regulations are way too loose. You know, we, have, we crash our housing market, and we don't regulate the environment well enough, and, you know, whatever. But... Yeah. How do you feel about Norway's regulations? Not just about food, but in general. Do you think it's effective?
1: I think so. I think so. I'm, uh, I didn't think about it at all before like I lived abroad. But uh, I, 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 got, I, I got a weird nationalistic pride connected to strict regulations after living abroad for a few years.
0: Because
1: huh. okay. yeah. I, I just see it work, working here. And I just appreciate it.
0: Is it is it like you're walking through and you're like how did how did why do they do this if they just had this law I would take care of that? Is it like a?
1: It's a little bit like that, and honestly, like I I tried to hide it when I lived in England, but after a year and a half, I I like when the subject of the, those kind of things came up in discussions, which it rarely did, but when it did, I must have been insufferable. <laughs> I, I believe I was insufferable then because uh, you know I was sure I had all the answers. And I still kind of do, but you know you're not supposed to say that.
0: That's what this podcast is for. It's so where I just spout <laughs> our, just, just throw out all the diarrhea and let it, let it yeah. simmer and fester in a public space. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know,
1: if you're listening, you are uh, you are enabling.
0: <laughs>
1: so you know, get off your high horse. Stop judging me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <Come. laughs> Oh, that's interesting. What about yeah. lunch? What do what do you guys do for lunch? What's a common? What, what are common lunch foods?
1: The common lunch food is uh, well, it depends. Some people have lunch outside, but that's very rare because you know lunch is very expensive. I think the most common one is some form of sandwich or baguette. Okay. So you can buy uh, you can buy baguettes at uh, delis and stuff. And they'll have like nice stuff in them, like they'll have like the white cheese. They'll have uh, maybe turkey or ham, some vegetables.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, like like one of those. Okay. Uh, Or people will bring lunch from home. Um, I that's mostly a school thing, but people still do that at the offices and stuff too. And then the lunch will usually just be the same lunch they've had since they were kids. You know, fucking cheese on a piece of rough bread uh, with uh, like probably coffee instead of milk since they're adults and they had milk for breakfast
0: and how easy is it to be a vegetarian in Norway
1: Mm, quite easy now but that's very recent because Norway is definitely a meat eating nation Um, we don't eat a lot of uh, red meat that's actually quite like we don't have a lot of that we i mean yeah people eat shut I minced mean, meat and stuff but it's cow meat is a little more rare we're more about milk products than the actual meat of the cow uh what we're really big on is stuff like sheep and fish because yeah, those yeah. are very abundant here they they live here naturally because norway is a rocky hellhole in a frozen wasteland um <laughs> So um, we don't have a lot of pastures and fields like the, the damn Swedish and Danes have. So we got to have goats and stuff that walk up the mountains. and Yeah, they're delicious.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Salted meat. Salt and meat is very big in Norway. Um, although uh, in the last few years, vegetarian and vegan options have been popping up everywhere and they're quite popular. They're getting more and more popular.
0: I would imagine they they would, because Norway is such an interesting place, because compared to the Danes and the Swedes, you guys are more conservative.
1: Oh, yeah, much more.
0: You know, and and it surprises me sometimes, like, because you're so much liberal than America generally. Yeah. (laughs) Then sometimes, like, I'll be talking to you or or one of your friends, and, and something will come up, and, like, something will be said. I'm like, oh, well, that's a weird you know take on things but but you guys are more conservative than i than i realized and absolutely in america you know liberalism is is loosely aso- associated with vegetarianism although i've started meeting more republican vegetarians um so i was just curious if that like conservative side came into play with judging vegetarians or being like no you eat meat this is our this is our heritage or something
1: i don't know no no we have a we have a weird uh, thing with our conservatism services oh, you know what i'm trying to say yeah. uh, we have a weird uh our ism on that side is that it it's not conservative in the same sense that you might say conservative like we 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 can be socially conservative on some things but not the things you would expect us to be a socially conservative on right like, uh, like
0: for, for example
1: for example,
0: right? Like, I have some examples, but I don't want to generalize because I don't live there. I just know. The no, I, I like I like the I like
1: generalizations. Generalizations help you make a uh, sense of the world. Uh, the only thing to do is to be prepared to have them challenged,
0: um, challenged and sharpened with additional perspective. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, it's hard to think of. I'm trying to think of areas where we're particularly conservative right now. we have the Norwegian paradox we discussed that in another episode Yeah, Uh, where like Norwegian men and women have very different types of jobs even though we are arguably or possibly even inarguably the most egalitarian country in the world when it comes to gender roles we also have a huge divide on like women tend to choose social professions like nursing and stuff like that and teachers and uh, yeah, anything where you work with people Well, men tend to gravitate towards more asocial jobs Like engineering or driving taxis, right? Yeah uh, So that's one thing where we, like, uh, we're we conservative And you might expect that from a conservative country When it comes to gay rights or religiosity We are more liberal than any country you could probably list, Right? I don't know if we're the most on gay rights, but we're we're at least among the top there. We we don't have any we don't have any glaring issues there, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, we're we're living in a kind of a weird bubble there. Uh, although there's a lot of research to dictate like a dictate uh, to indicate that the gender role thing in Norway happens because women generally prefer more social professions and men prefer more technical professions, generally speaking, of course. Uh, The Norwegian uh,
0: Paradox blew my mind because it was...
1: The reason why people get to pick whatever they want to work with here is because both jobs are, like, they both pay well and you can both live happily. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher or an engineer or a shop assistant. You can live comfortably and happily on your wage. And so people don't gravitate towards professions that make money and they gravitate toward professions that are fun to do for them.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. you, is, there, is there like a masculine and a feminine food? Are mm-hmm. there certain foods that like men eat? You know, Not really, no. And that's like heavy. in America, like, yeah. like everybody eats steak, but steak is seen as like a masculine food men eat steak and you know if you're a man you wouldn't not no. eat steak unless you have a heart problem
1: yeah like we we are we are aware of of that like stereotype because you know all of our tv is from america <laughs> that, that really isn't the case here like okay yeah men don't feel any pressure to eat steak they enjoy salmon just as much uh and uh women don't feel any like they don't feel any less feminine because they had a nice steak for dinner yeah yeah, so I, I don't
0: think I don't think a, a steak makes women less feminine, but I think if a man turned down a steak in a restaurant, if it was like free or something, people would like look at him weird.
1: Oh, I I would easily turn down a steak. I'm not i I'm not fond
0: of them. Mm, steaks so good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> than our Butch Cassidy. My daughter I, decided at the nice. age of nine to become a vegetarian. Oh, that's cool. Good for her. Yeah, I, I thought so. She she decided she came up to me one day and said, "Dad, I uh, I want to eat less meat because I feel bad for the animals." Like she's very empathetic and she loves animals. Uh, she's busy cataloging as many dog breeds as she can. She's got this ongoing project. Anyway, but <laughs> she has she she decided she wasn't gonna she didn't want to eat meat anymore. So we started scaling back how much we ate and. You know, we said, okay, we'll get it down to, you know, one meat per week, which is what we're at now. And the rest of the week, she eats like beans and we're trying to find other ways to supplement protein. More broccoli. Broccoli apparently has a lot of protein.
1: I think uh, that is very reasonable of you to do. It's it's good for everyone. Cause there's nothing wrong with eating meat. uh, But there is something wrong with eating a lot of meat. It does, it, like... It takes 7 days to fully digest red meat for instance. So you really should only eat red meat once a week if you want to be like clever about things. Yeah. If you eat it at all.
0: We we never ate a whole lot of red meat to begin with like we had a lot of fish and chicken and pork. Were the three big ones and pork even was less than the chicken and fish. But now that we're trying to scale back even more. It's been more beans and stuff, which I've had to get used to, but I'm willing to accommodate. And, and she eventually wants to get fully off of meat, but she knows she doesn't like beans very much. And she's trying to get used to like eggplant meals. And we're trying to find ways to new ways to cook things. Um, uh, she, could eat, she could eat eggs, though. Eggs are a lot. have a lot of protein. Yeah, so eggs is another one that we're, we've been using. And she she likes the way – she likes spicy food. She likes the way I cook with the house. Oh, well, that's t-
1: terrific, then, because you make, like, fucking spicy eggs.
0: Yeah. So she, oh. she really – she asked me for – she asked me a couple days a week, usually. Like, can, can, you, make, can you make your eggs?
1: <laughs> I want to take a moment to give you a lot of credit, though, because you are one sweet dad. You are very nice and supportive, and you should, you should be proud of that.
0: Thank you. Um. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you don't have to be comfortable with the price at all. I don't expect. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't expect you to be comfortable with this. This is price. how I wanted to feel at this exact moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you should know it. You should know it. Oh. I, I know you do, but I'm oh. still saying it so you know. Other people know it.
0: <laughs> that's it's very kind of you. <laughs> um. Un- Perhaps undeserved, but I, I appreciate it all the same.
1: <laughs> it uh, is uh, very much deserved, you cunt. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those types of things make me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I. That's
1: why I called you a cunt to make it more comfortable for you. Thank
0: you. It helped actually. I appreciate. it. I, 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 I hope it might. <laughs> yeah, she. But she, I wanted to accommodate her because I think it's a noble goal and. You know, I was making a a chicken one night, and I had to pull out the innards and drain the blood. And she's like watching the blood drain out. and That like a few days later is when she told me she wanted to be a vegetarian. So I think it was like that one moment I could almost see, like in her eyes. She didn't want to eat chicken that night. She she wound up having something else. Like I, she had the vegetables that I roasted, but she wouldn't eat the chicken. Um, I think that had an impact because she realized, oh, this is like she could the blood made a connection between, like, the living
1: thing, you know. And it... Oh! Oh! I'm oh, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I just got some new information about the honey thing, why they destroyed it.
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Okay, uh, I, I just found a thing from, like, a 2018 where they explained one teaspoon, like, I, I'm translating in real time now, so, you know, my this, this is gonna be a stupid... One teaspoon wrong honey is enough. Many, f- much foreign honey contains active uh, contagion from open youth rot. I don't know what this disease is, but you know, our language is funny. Uh, <laughs> experts at the veterinarian high school, no, university, has tested four to five foreign honeys for bacterial diseases. Two Brought with, it, brought with it enough bacteria that they could have infected Norwe- Norwegian bee people uh, That I guess that's our apiarists yeah. <laughs> Norwegian bee people with open youth rot also several other bee diseases that can infect with such imported honey
0: so they were so, they were worried about it infecting the bee populations. Essentially, yeah,
1: it seems like yeah, uh,
0: like one teaspoon
1: of wrong honey.
0: <laughs> see, th- this is this is why it always pays to look stuff up because, you know, I remember people were talking about um, a big joke in America for a long time was uh, a lawsuit where a woman sued McDonald's because the coffee was too hot. She spilled it on herself. And yeah she, i've
1: heard that one too it's been used as an example of why litigiousness is ridiculous
0: yes excessive lawsuits and it turns out that when you look at the lawsuit it, it actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> what is the lawsuit i so i don't remember the exact details but essentially she wound up getting like second or third degree burns and had to go to the hospital um and you know because the, her pants were like up against her legs the coffee wound up scalding her and she had to like get blistered and all this other stuff and it caused some pretty serious injury and she sued the company for uh like medical stuff and like i don't remember exactly how it went down and why they found that that mcdonald's was you know should have should have paid her but I remember actually, like, spending some time looking at that case. And...
1: Like, I- immediately when you tell me about the medical bills, it makes more sense to me. Because, like, if the coffee was served at a normal temperature, then she wouldn't have, like, she would have gotten hurt, like, in pain. But she wouldn't have gotten injured. Right. Uh, so hot that you get injured? Then that is stupid.
0: Well, and I think it was much hotter than what McDonald's said it was like there was a there was a threshold yeah. on what they knew would cause injury they were saying that it wasn't that hot but it, when they tested it they found out yes McDonald's yeah. is serving coffee that hot
1: like Sorry. i might i might still argue that you shouldn't be spilling coffee on yourself period and if you do that is your fault not the company's fault but it actually makes perfect sense that if if it was so hot like irresponsibly hot then I mean, suing for damages makes sense to me, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about it, but I don't think it's ridiculous. Like it is definitely something you could take before a judge.
0: I think, I think it comes down to how, as a, as a not lawyer, I'm going to say some ignorance here. As a not lawyer, I feel like it might come down to safety and how safe a product is. Like if a product is supposed to, if if the customer has an expectation that something is safe, than it should be. So like if, if you have a faulty seatbelt, a customer will assume that the seatbelt sh- should be safe. And if the seatbelt yeah. doesn't work in a crash, the, the company should be liable. The, by the same token, yes, coffee is not a safety product, but the customer probably expects to not get to, hospitalized. Like third degree, yeah, hospitalized because they spill some coffee on themselves. And like a simple accident shouldn't result in a, in a, in a pricey medical bill
1: yeah that makes that makes perfect sense
0: that's how that i makes, kind of look at it
1: yeah because if you like if you if you stick a power drill into your own eye that is not Yarnia's fault that is that's, yeah
0: that is your own fault and you should not sue the power drill company for being a dumbass no no or like, for whatever uh, drugs you were on at the time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you might might sue the pharmacy for that that i don't know and we don't know what the drugs are what what they were supposed to do um <laughs> Or you might sue your dealer, but I think he's already in enough problems with the (laughs)
0: law. Good luck suing a dealer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like in
1: the court case, like the lawyer is like, are you or are you not my client's dealer? No, I'm not. And that's just like, it's just a standstill from there on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder what kind of lawyer would take that case.
1: Uh, Probably, you know, Saul.
0: So,
1: so <laughs> he would take that case. Yeah,
0: like especially if he thought he could make some money out
1: of it. Yeah, or Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. That's <laughs> uh, a great lawyer.
0: <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh yeah.
1: So, uh, uh, do you want to hear a funny thing? Uh, our cows have summer vacation.
0: That is hilarious. So yeah. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. I will. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, uh,
1: uh, Like uh, my uh, uh, first girlfriend, uh, her father was a milk farmer for uh, the Tine Meirier, which is our largest milk producer in Norway. They used to have a monopoly until we got Q Uh And I spent some summers there, obviously. And I thought it was really interesting because at I don't remember which month but it's one of the summer months because in, in Norway we have two months off in the summer um, uh, like uh, there's at least one month usually August where everyone is off so the whole country is just shut down yeah. like yeah only essential stores are open it's like kind of like what you expect from COVID uh, but we've had it for like ever
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah because people need vacation um, and uh, the cows need a vacation too and like, again, this is going to sound like pretty patriotic of me, uh, but Norwegian milk, easily the best milk in the world. Easily the best milk in the world. It's, 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 a, it's, a weir- it's a weird thing where even ads for milk will comment on that. Like there will be an ad where you are like in Spain or in England on a hotel and you have the milk and you're just sad until you get home to your milk. Really? Yeah. And, it, and it, the reason they have those ads is because it's extremely relatable to Norwegians extremely so, do
0: like you milk, think that your milk is tastier way better it's way better
1: you know like english milk i don't care at all care for at all because they add sugar to it um i mean their milk is cheap and it doesn't you know run out of date nearly as fast but at what cost your teeth clearly um
0: <laughs> clearly yeah <laughs> but, oh <laughs> If we
1: had any English listeners, like the last few episodes, they will have dropped. Uh, <laughs> That's have
0: true. Problems. We've been beating up problems. on England and Sweden, kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not fair.
1: It's not fair. Like, I, I really hope we, at some point. No, get, I
0: think like, it's fair because we beat up on ourselves too. I, I don't think we, that we really. We do. We do. You know, I retract my statement,
1: and I re- it's a planted Jeremy statement. His, his is better. Anyway, <laughs> we make fun
0: of ourselves. It? We're allowed to make fun of you too. It's fine.
1: Yeah and uh, no one is safe here no one um except for anyone who threatens us with violence so just keep that in mind like if you really don't want to be made fun of that it will work uh, nah it won't i'm too stubborn um milk vacations cow focus joe uh, i'm just saying what i think people are okay saying.
0: milk it's so going back to the mode do you think that the tastier milk is because the cows get vacations
1: i, I yeah firmly believe so also, because we, we don't use antibiotics and anything. Fun fact. Actually, I'll give you that later. Uh, the milks, uh, the cow vacation. Let me just reboot my brain for a second. Three. There we two, go. One. I'm a little quick. That's what she said. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, my old would be father in law, then, right? Yeah. For a month in the summer. He would just sit on his little like iPad and read the news and have fun, right? And every now and then he would go out for an hour, maybe so, maybe half an hour, uh, with a little stool, and then he would come back and sit there. And I was like, "Wait, what are you doing? Like, you've done that a couple of times today, right? And also, like, why aren't you doing anything with the fiers, like the the place where the cows live?" Uh, and he said, "Oh, they're on vacation. Uh, now we only like milk them like." Uh, like we don 't really milk them, we let the like the baby cows milk them for us right the the calves okay. uh we don 't really do shit. we just let them walk around on the planes they 're on vacation uh because that 's a it 's a law in norway that uh, it 's about animal rights and stuff like that, so the cows get uh, one month vacation a year uh and what he did was that cows apparently they're quite smart creatures right yeah
0: uh,
1: and they are uh, they, they they form cliques you know like mean girls yeah uh, and part of his job in their vacation was to because the cows would exclude one of the cows like if oh. she did something right Yeah. if she makes a mistake uh, socially then the other cows will like isolate her they'll like go away from her and then w- walk together and she'll sit there like and then you know, as, a, as a farmer, he, he's he got like a responsibility to to do something about that. So he would grab his iPad and a little stool and he would take it out next to whoever was being excluded. You know, he would just check every now and then if someone was being excluded. And they kind of always were someone new. And he would sit next to that cow and just continue reading shit on his iPad, uh, petting the cow every now and then. And that would make the cow popular with the other cows. <laughs> Because he's like, he's the guy who feeds them and takes care of them and brushes them and stuff like that. So he's like the leader of the cows, right? He's like the father figure for the cows. So
0: I guess that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. They're
1: group animals and he's the one who, yeah, he, he, like, they're not stupid. They can tell that he's the one who puts food in their faces.
0: Right.
1: Um, and so when he was sitting with the, the you know, ostracized cow, she would get uh, popular again. She would become back in the clique. And uh, then he would go inside, and a few hours later he would check if uh, someone was being bullied, and there was like usually always a cow, and maybe that's why people sometimes call like bitchy women cows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think that probably
0: uh, has more more to do with with a weight thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to do a joke. joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think many people are aware of it. I certainly
0: wasn't. Well, it may maybe it's the bull's fault. Maybe that's where the bullish behavior comes from.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> maybe um, that's where the word bully comes from. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. To me.
1: That makes so many sense. It's making a whole dollar.
0: Um, oh, holy fuck! Well, yeah.
1: Deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so cows get vacation in Norway. Uh, that's um, awesome.
0: Like that's a really cool thing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm certain that, I have, that has to do that has to have something to do with uh, the quality of the milk. Like I have no no proof of that whatsoever. It, I just feel like that must be true.
0: What, what you need are controls, you, you need to control, you need two controls, you need, you know, milk from other countries, you need milk from your own country, then you need milk from your country, where they remove the antibiotics, and then you need milk from your country where they kept the antibiotics. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But they, did, they, they didn't give cows a vacation. We so, don't.
1: Oh, no, but that would be sad, though, to like not give cows a vacation just for this test.
0: They, oh. they would have to take American cows that don't have a vacation, but give them... Anti- no, because it still isn't milk from your country, though. So the yeah. only way to do this test and do it correctly, you would have to remove the vacation time.
1: We'd have to be mean to some cows. I don't think that's worth it.
0: Yeah. we'll never no. figure out the, the answer then we'll never know the antibiotics or the vacations
1: this is, this is where Nazi scientists just come in handy They'll do things <laughs> they're do. willing
0: to do yes, ask the hard questions yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need the Nazi scientists to make like ruin some cows year.
0: how have Nazis come up in their podcast twice in one yeah. episode and I think <laughs> in the last three episodes we've done we've run up Nazis at some point
1: yeah, and we're, we really haven't been going out to talk about anything related to that. We've been li- really, really trying out to go away from it. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, if you discuss anything online, it's always going to end up with Nazis, isn't it? Not,
0: Nazism isn't just about, like, the bad guy. Nazism is, like, it's part of social consciousness that's always there, and it relates to a yeah. whole bunch of different stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, essentially. But yeah, we don't, we don't really do uh, uh, antibiotics in our food. Um, we actually, have, ever since antibiotics was introduced to like, food around like, the middle of the last century, uh, Norway took just a stance against it immediately, even where other countries thought it was a smart idea.
0: Hmm. And as a
1: result, uh, we are, I don't know how many countries are, but we are on a very select list of countries that still use penicillin because our population has not built a, a resistance to it. So if penicillin is just not used in the UK or the US or the, most of the developed world. It's just out of date, but they still make it to send it to Norway because we use it because we haven't built that resistance.
0: That's awesome. That's very that's a, that's a very good thing because we we found like antibiotics and bi- other byproducts in our water and stuff and it's you know it's bad because it's, it's yeah. doctors have been warning for a long time we're going to build resistances to all sorts of bacteria uh, things and bacteria is going to build resistances to all sorts of antibiotics and then where will we be we won't be able to prevent things like infection and sepsis and yeah. whatever else. I actually don't know if you treat sepsis with antibiotics infection you do
1: yeah uh sepsis that's uh th- that is blood infection isn't
0: it it's internal uh, let's look it up real quick sepsis is You're going to you seps- have, it's a response to an infection <laughs> yeah so your immune system releases a lot of chemicals into your blood in response to an infection but the chemicals that the immune system releases starts inflaming organs and causing organ damage.
1: That's a stupid body.
0: <laughs> God, I don't body. Tr- I don't trust my immune system to not give me sepsis because it also gives me all sorts of other nonsense that yeah, I don't appreciate.
1: The body is sincerely stupid in some ways. Like I have I have a a grass and birch allergy. So the summer is a double edged sword for me. Right?
0: Yeah. Oh my allergy my sinuses are horrendous yeah that means like fifteen times in a row some mornings, and it's not fun
1: Here's a curious thing you know how they say that the reason why there's so many allergies and like uh yeah, yeah like peanut allergies and shit like that they say that is because of either antibiotics or because kids are not spending enough time outside or and it's like they, they have a, like a lot of stuff like that right
0: yeah,
1: well, norwegian kids we are anthrop- we are not resistant to antibiotics whatsoever, and uh we spend an unusual amount of time outdoors compared to any other similar countries huh. uh like uh, we would go into the forest uh, when I was a kid every Wednesday and Friday with the class and learn how to like use knives to make like it was like the scouts essentially. We would learn how to make like uh, shelter for like if it was raining and how to cook food and how to fish and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, but one-fifth of all Norwegians have allergies. (laughs) It's extremely common here. More common here than almost any other country.
0: Because you're you're not eating your antibiotics. (laughs) You need to (laughs) do some antibiotics to cut that down. Could it be? (laughs) Oh, I don't know yeah sure why
1: not <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe
0: that's interesting,
1: but yeah yeah we would uh when I was a kid, we would do that we we even built a camp in in uh in the usmahku, which is uh like a forest slash a march uh out by a river uh, so it's like uh, half an hour to walk in there, and uh, the teachers would lead us, and then we would like carve wood and like make yeah we would bring like plastic sheets and shit and put it between the trees and then we would take fallen trees and carve them into benches put them in a square around a fire and then we would learn how to make the fire so that we could make soup or hot dogs
0: Hmm. okay that's cool yeah, yeah. We, we didn't we definitely didn't do have any part of that like that was not part of any curriculum we we have like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts where you can join and do those kind of outdoorsy things, but you have to like sign up, and it's not ingrained.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we, we just had to do it. Um, it was like a end of the day thing, so that it didn't matter if you were sweaty and dirty.
0: You you go to, you go to the store a lot, like you just walk there. I mean. It's, yeah. You had also said that that a lot of Norwegians tend to live very close to the city, so they don't have to do a lot of driving.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, because if you live in the districts, um, which is, I guess, what you might call our flyover states, yeah. if I'm getting the analogy right, uh, the districts, then uh, everyone has to have a car, right? Because you know you live way out in fucking Gok. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, that's a Norwegian expression that means no man's land.
0: Okay. Um, Which for you guys must be extreme. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, but The
0: vast
1: vast majority of people in Norway live in places like Solitude and White (laughs) Run. Yeah. Uh, But I, I think that is just common with humans in general. We like to congregate.
0: All right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up?
1: Oh, I'm sure there was something about food. There, were, cause there was something, something, something interesting there. Yeah. Talked about milk and honey. We're ready for the promised land. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Indeed.
1: Yeah, I think your friend with the biblical references would have loved that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he occasionally listens to Uh, our episodes every now and then so maybe he'll drop in and hear that hear it
1: (laughs) oh i hope he will
0: i'll let him know i'll tell him to look out for this episode specifically
1: (laughs) (laughs) please tell him to just go straight to the end so he doesn't have to suffer through the rest
0: (laughs) well on that note this has been moot please follow us on twitter at at the moot podcast and visit us at the moot subreddit
1: take care